Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. All right, Southern California, hey, yeah, another bright sunlight day, shiny day on KFOX at 12 noon. Welcome to the entire block of listeners that listen dedicated to the Astrology Hour every day at 12 noon. And I have a really powerful topic for you, continuing along with our series concerning the body and the spirit and karma. Today's topic is called the center of the universe. I'm going to try to take you on a trip today to the center of the universe where we can absolve karma, where we can feel the light. We can also feel the legacy of God course through us. So yet another powerful topic on KFOX, the Astrology Hour at 12 noon. And excuse me to all those people in traffic in Redondo Beach. We saw a maniac in a white Buick. Somebody threatened to... uh blow me away the way I was driving. It's funny, there's a new movie out called Freeway, and I feel like starring in it. But, you know, some of the people in L.A. traffic, they just don't realize that I have a radio show at 12 noon, and I have to get to the station now, so get out of the way! (laughs) Oh, man, I'll tell you. I didn't know it was 11.30 when I got in my car, but no, that doesn't matter. Hey, this show goes on with or without me. So, I've learned to be a race car driver along the lines of being an astrologer also, so that could be fun. Well, this has been a very strange week, and I want you to know that I don't like to manifest plane crashes or helicopter crashes or any of that bad stuff that happens, but this is the sort of thing that occurs during moon wobble. People want to know what moon wobble means. Moon wobble beginnings usually mean disappointments, and a lot of times that will mean mechanical disappointments. A moon wobble, similar to a Mercury retrograde, is usually always identified by two, three, four, or even up to 10 plane crashes or helicopter crashes or some kind of crash that occurs. Now, I know a lot of you are traveling over the weekend and a lot of you are flying over the weekend. Let me tell you something. Every day in this planet, there are thousands and thousands of flights, maybe 10,000 flights a day. If we read about one crash in the paper, it just so happens that there appears to be more of a higher frequency of plane crashes, but it doesn't mean that every plane that's going to take off is going to crash. So it doesn't mean you should be scared to travel because if your karma is up, it's up and there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do about it. When you go into the light, you want to enter to the light like an Olympic diver. You know, you go, okay, I'm ready to bail out. The plane's going down. I'm going to say my mantra. When the plane hits, I'm going to dive out of this body. It's history and I'm going to get out of it. You know, this thing about death, too many people are frightened of death. If you want to do something good for yourself, then prepare yourself for death. You know, get ready for it. Enjoy it. Pretend like you're going on a trip to the Caribbean or around the world. There's a lot of you like to travel. Well, when you leave your body for good, it's not so bad. One of my main missions in life has been to overcome the fear of death, which I now feel that I have done that. I think it's important for those of you to understand the adventure that is involved with passing out of the body into the light and into the next cycle. So don't worry about dying, number one. Don't worry about plane crashes, but be aware that when you see these headlines in the paper that Delta goes down and this goes down and that goes down. Hey, Delta, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they're going to have a couple crashes a year anyway, right? But still... At the same time, be aware that that is another validation of astrology because the moon wobble does affect transit flights and such, and also disappointments for big new beginnings. I know somebody that got married doing a moon wobble. Disappointed! (laughs) So, you know, you shouldn't actually plan major weddings during this wobble. 
and it will be peaking in about a few days, over the weekend, actually. Aha! So all these new beginnings. Now, during these tough transits, during void course moons, during retrograde transits, during wobbles, during cardinal transits, when you get disappointed, when you have losses, when you lose people, when people pass on, when people break up with you or reject you or deject you or abandon you or whatever, when you feel down, when you feel depressed, what you're feeling is you're feeling the response that the body feels. See, the body is like a sponge, and the body absorbs all the light around it. And sometimes some of the light that's reflected to the human body is not always white. It sometimes can be black or even gray. And what happens is, is your soul is of a pure essence that basically it would be unfettered if it didn't have this body to limit it. So what we're dealing with in in the third dimension oftentimes is we're being bombarded with this negative vibration that brings us down. It anchors us and it makes us feel small or depressed or strange or irritable or moody or uh, give everybody else a hard time, get obsessed, get selfish. And uh, once again, like I said, Monday's show, the body and the spirit are separate. Well, I have a formula during these heavy transits, and because I am such an extremist, all of us with Scorpio planets are the hot and cold edition of humanity. We either love you or we hate you. It's very difficult to be in between, right? And when you do have a chart like mine with cancer planets, and you, I can be, of course, very moody and very irritable, and I have had a temper in my past, It's important for me to retain a spiritual attitude. And you see, knowing about astrology and knowing your vehicle by mastering your natal chart is the first step. Because when you start analyzing your natal chart, you go, wow, I have eighth house planets. And Farley told me that that imitates Scorpio energy. No wonder I'm so hot and cold. I have that same extreme moodiness that he has. And my eighth house planets are all being set off right now. They're being squared and opposed. No wonder everyone's been giving me a hard time. And here you are sitting at home crying depressed, miserable, lonely, pigging out, binging, purging, whatever, getting stoned or drunk or just being self-destructive and feeling weird about everything, where actually it can anchor your whole life. Negativity, as far as I'm concerned, is something that should be identified not by the American Medical Association, but by the metaphysical community as a disease. And if you are a person of negative thinking and negative vibration, and God bless you, I'm a progressed Virgo, so I'm not putting anybody down, but it just so happens that people with heavy Virgo energies and heavy sixth house planets, heavy Gemini energies and heavy third house planets are people that tend to think too much. There's lots of garbage computerization going on in the mind. And when you analyze and think too much, oftentimes your mind automatically goes into some of the negative possibilities and negative options. And you know what happens? Sometimes eight times out of ten, the negative manifests. So negative thinking is a disease. That's why I always recommend major behavioral modification because when you do understand your natal chart and you do understand some of these tough, hard, hard dust transits you go through, right, that make you feel, ugh, right? You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes for days at a time, you're like, oh, leave me alone. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I feel miserable. I feel nauseous. I blacked out yesterday. You know, all kinds of weird. I got PMS. It hasn't left me yet. My period's over. I'm a man. I've got PMS, you know. Just all kinds of weird things go on, and you need the behavioral modification. Now, behavioral modification is very simple. What it means is catching yourself at a negative behavior and then reprogramming it to something good, which means it's it's like neuro-linguistic programming. If you listen to Michael Morse Tuesdays at 2 p.m. on KFOX, he definitely can turn you in proper directions for reprogramming. But the key here is that when you get into behavioral modification, then you catch yourself being negative, right? 
and then you go right into positive affirmations and visualizations as a reprogramming. Like I have my mantra, which I have not shared with too many people ever, not even on the radio, that I decided to present in today's topic. The mantra is basically, I am at the center of the universe. (laughs) I am at the center of the universe. Sometimes when we feel so small, we feel so small, we feel so tiny, we feel so insignificant, we feel like an ant in the middle of an anthill that's being attacked by billions of other ants, right? That it's this smallness, it's this weakness, it's this vulnerability and this insecurity that just compounds. And when you have a hard transit, it makes it that much difficult. Do you know what? When I have my hard transits, I have learned with my behavioral modification that that's when I'm at my strongest. Somebody needs to give me a bad time or threaten me, right, when I'm having a hard transit because I am like a monolith of power at that point. You know why? Because I am at the center of the universe. And a lot of people know about American Indian ideologies and philosophies and magic and such, but did you know that oftentimes, especially if you saw the movie, The Man Called Horse, Return of a Man Called Horse, number two, and also number three, And you'll note that in that movie, of course, there were some barbaric traditions that the Sioux went through when they initiated their braves. But oftentimes, when they needed resolution, when they needed absolution, and when they needed to figure things out, to analyze their lives, oftentimes they would go through an intense fast, an intense altercation of consciousness through whatever means, right? And they would go to the center of the universe to meet their God self. And in so doing that, and in this confrontation with the Great Spirit, with the God Self, which was identified as the Great Spirit, then they were able to gain resolution. The sad part that bothers me about people is that they don't understand who they are or what they are or what they're made of. People are so powerful. Why hasn't somebody written a book and why hasn't somebody written a Bible? Maybe I should, right? That is called the people. God bless these messiahs and these sages and these teachers that have made it. I'm real proud that they did that. I wonder why Jesus Christ didn't write his own book, right? The story of God by Jesus. Everybody else is passing on this hearsay, all this story, and they're trying to turn out what's important in the universe. And what we find that's important is that we have a Savior. What about us? We're the Savior, right? But everybody's been trained and taught and led like sheep to the slaughter with this ridiculous, absurd philosophy that totally obliterates the power within the individual. And the individual is the power. Do you understand? If people on this planet knew that they were God, and no one else above and beyond them is any more or less God than they are. I don't care if it's Moses, if it's Albert Einstein, if it's Franklin D. Roosevelt, Reagan, Jesus, Mohammed, whoever, Ram, you know, any of these beings, God bless them, they reached high levels. Maybe they didn't live long enough to communicate exactly what they did. Maybe the people were too stupid or dumb to receive the significance of what they had attained. But if anybody out there is into a sober, holistic, vegetarian lifestyle, and they meditate and they pray, and they use the power of positive thinking and the power of mind and the power of God, then they will eventually come to the conclusion that they are the center of the universe. And that's right, and that that being that's inside of you, that animates you, that runs you, is only one. There is only one being, and that being is at the center of the universe. In fact, that being is the center of the universe. And when you put your life into this kind of perspective, that you are God, and that you are, in fact, always at the center of the universe, It kind of makes normal, everyday, trivial, third-dimensional life seem not as important as it can really strike you when you feel like taking it vulnerable, giving yourself a heart attack or an ulcer over it, worrying about it, freaking yourself out about it, and the basic bottom-line truth is that all there is is spirit and nothing more. That's it. It's just spirit. 
So whenever I have a hard time and whenever I see people that are not listening to good advice about what they can do to extend their life, correct their life, make their life happy, I am tired of people dwelling on the past. I am tired of people quoting to me from what doctors would say from the American Medical Association as the only way to cure this or the only way to cure that or you're terminally ill and you're going to... Come on, that to me is baloney. I don't believe in any of that finite stuff. I don't believe in any of those people having enough power to sentence another human being to an illness or to a fate, a death or worse than death. But people allow that because they give their power to the world and they say, go ahead and do what you will with me. Oh, no. Oh, no. If I'm at the center of the universe, then I'm in control because I am the universe. I'm the producer and the director of this entire scene. I know that there's a lot of people out there, but in the meantime, I got to be centered all the time. And all there is is this big bauble of light, and I'm right in the middle of it. I'm right in the focus of it. That's the only way you can approach the focus in any way whatsoever to taste this God concept inside of you, this God particle, this messianic being. you got to get the main visualization down first. And that visualization is that you are at the center of this vast, broad, incredible monolith of bright light, which is all there exists. And that light is love, and that love is spirit, and that spirit is God, and that God is you. And yet people live their lives and torture themselves and worry about this crap, right? I mean, come on, everybody. This life cycle is going to be over. Let me show you. Can you snap your finger? This life cycle is going to be over. When you review this life in the higher state of mind, if you do go into the light, you know what's going to be light? It's going to be a flicker. We are talking eternity here. And, of course, everything is slowed down in our perspective. A lot of things are really made to look extremely slow motion, waiting waiting, learning patience, watching the clock, waiting for the seconds to tick, waiting for the minutes. You know what? It goes by quick. It goes by quick. I'm telling you something. First you're 10, then you're 20, then you're 30, then you're 40, then you're 50. If you're not dead yet, 60, 70, 80, how much further do you have to go? Life goes by very quickly. And yet we have the gall to make these slow moments miserable time for us. And I don't know why. I don't know why people just don't place themselves at the center of the universe and let go of all the crap and realize what they're dealing with and experience a lesson, a schooling, a growth process, and just let it all go. Embrace it. Let the universe handle it because you're at the center. And watch the universe handle it and go, "Mm mm-hmm, so you love me, huh? So you're obsessed with me. Well, that's interesting. Okay, well, I'm not obsessed with anybody. It's unfortunate you're obsessed with me because I'm not. I'm just enjoying this uh, scenery. My life is a romantic comedy, and I'm having a great time. And I think that being in this position at the center of the universe, I'm getting a nice view of everyone and everything, and it feels great. I bask in it. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful glow, and I wish to share that with all people. And it's so fascinating. It's so interesting, because when you put yourself at the center of the universe, and let me tell you, if you're into TM, if you're into meditation, then try that mantra. Try meditating on, I am at the center of the universe. I am the center of all things. I am at the center of the light of God's love. I am the center. I am the center. Try that. And if you're in a super relaxed state and you're in alpha, look out for what realization you may come to. You may come to the same exact realization that I have. The fact that this thing inside of Farley is the same exact element that's inside of you. Exactly. It's hard for me to explain to you unless you're there, but the same being that I am is what you are. That's why the Hebrews finally came to this definition of God And when they translated into English, that definition came up, I am. 
That basically means what's God? It's the I am inside of you. It's that thing inside you that says, I am you, guy. This is me. This is the I am. There's only one essence. And it's powerful. And when you plug into it, far out. Welcome to Nirvana. Welcome to Bliss City. (laughs) Because that's what it's all about. So during these hard transits, and during these career and romantic frustrations that you torture yourself over, and just because you didn't get your little sex this week, or just because you can't pay the insurance, or just because you can't have that big house you want because your escrow didn't go through, come on! You are at the center of the universe. That is the only thing that should be important to you. Don't worry about your weight. Don't worry about your height. Don't worry about your hair or your face or your body. Don't worry about it. It's part of the structure, true, but all there is is spirit. Don't let anybody put you down or criticize you or be negative with you, and you stop being negative. Just go into the light and enjoy. It was meant to be a positive experience, not torture. We're going to continue with this topic. Hey, Farley, you're pretty fired up today. Is it perhaps the moon conjunct Jupiter? Well, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, I'm real happy that you are able to join me today in the beginning of this wild holiday weekend. And we are here weekdays at 12 noon, 93.5 FM for your enjoyment. Now, this show has stayed on the air miraculously for going on five years because of the public. I am at the center of the universe. I am at the center of the universe. I'm driving in the 405, but I'm still at the center of it. Don't close your eyes, buddy. (laughs) You are the universe. Remember that song, We Are the World? Hey, it goes beyond that. We are the universe, kids. And don't forget that. Now, listen, if you want some suggested reading on this topic, I can only suggest The Course in Miracles, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the only real Bible, okay? (laughs) It's what should have been written instead of the other Bible. But anyway, you'll thank me for suggesting that book. It's at the Bodhi Tree, it's at the Spectrum, it's at the Alexandria, too. Most of your better bookshops. So you won't waste your time by picking that up. Other philosophies on this subject can be understood through the Silver Birch books, which is a channeled Indian spirit. And, of course, my spirit has been American Indian many times, so I totally relate to Silver Birch and love him and love his concepts. So you can pick up those at the Spectrum bookstore exclusively. That's where you can find the the Silver Birch book, Spectrum, listed in Redondo Beach. So, you're at the center of the universe, huh? You feel a little better now? You know, instead of a buffer, and you're at the center, right? Anyway, that's really what the point is. The point is, is that if you truly are a new age person, right, and if you truly are making headway, if you truly are working out your addictions and working out your obsessions and working out your selfish behaviors and working out the illusion that you need anything outside of this body, right? If you're working out any of these problems or limitations or inhibitions that you have, then you're almost ready, if not now, to recognize and embrace what you truly are. Much more than a superhero, much more than a super being, you have the God power. You are the universe, and you can manifest being at the center. And let me tell you, when you live your life and you envision yourself at the center of all things, it makes life a lot easier. It creates a grace, a mercy, and a humility within that I think is unbelievably powerful. It also creates the ability and the power, which I think is one of the most incredible powers of a human being, to finally see things in life from other people's perspective. You know, the lowest consciousness people in this world are hard-headed. So if you're that hard-headed with your Leo, Scorpio, Taurus, and Aquarius planets, try putting yourself at the center of the universe for a while, and then perhaps you'll start seeing things from other people's perspective, and you'll feel a lot better for it. You'll say, yeah, I understand why you are the way you are now. Okay, I respect that. That's okay. 
I wasn't able to see it before, but now I'm at the center of the universe. I can see through your eyes suddenly and feel through your brain. It's funny how that works. The center of the universe philosophy will lift your consciousness. It will empower your spirit, and it will lift your awareness and make you psychic and feel people more. Their auras, their consciousness, the oneness you share with them, the I am inside of them that is inside of you. It is a powerful mantra. I am the center of the universe. I always am at the center of the universe. Some of you need to return to the center because you are not centered. When somebody in a metaphysical class asks you if you're centered, what they really want to know is if you're at the center of the universe. Because that's the only way you can center anything in this universe. So instead of trying to center your aura and limiting yourself, just put yourself in the middle of the bauble of light from the entire spectrum of the universe. And you'll feel much better. It's a healthy thing to do. And when you are at the center, experiment with the color. White is the color of love and God. Green is the color of health. Blue is the color of spirit. Yellow and gold is the color of wisdom. And purple is the color of higher consciousness. And when you're in the light, you can change the color, as long as you keep it in those basic spectrums, right? If you want to get a little warm and sexy, maybe you want to go to red. (laughs) Actually, red's okay. I I like red, too, because it's a real physical force. It's a high-energy force. But still, experimenting with the colors when you're at the center of the universe in the meditation is very powerful, and you will like it. As far as I'm concerned, all there exists is light and sound, and they equal spirit. And that's what God's all about. That's what we're all about. That's what I am is. Was that a different topic? Raise your hand if you like that topic. Okay, far out. Thank you. I love you. Okay. Now we're going to go to the phones and go to Sharon, who has a general question. And how are you, Sharon? Wow, man, Farley. Wow, man, Farley. Somebody's looking forward to the long weekend, I can tell that. Who, me? Yes. I'm going to another planet. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't know where you're going, but every time there's a weekend you have something planned, it shows in your Friday show. Well, I'm being transported to the fourth planet from Betelgeuse, which is a red giant in the Orion constellation. And I'm going to meet some of my soul brothers there from about 100,000 years ago. I'm real excited about that. Well, mine doesn't sound quite that interesting, but... uh... Okay, what can we do for you? Okay, I have... Like a two-parter, but it's basically on the same thing. It's kind of along the lines of what you were talking about today, about how people just can't seem to let go of this idea that there's one somewhere physical being who deserves all this loyalty and just total allegiance. They can't seem to get over that need to have one person who holds all the responsibility for goodness. Okay, uh, now see, the Bible's tricky because it's filled with riddles. mm -hmm. And that exactly is the Antichrist philosophy. In other words, The true Christ philosophy and the return of Christ to this planet is embellished in the principle of the God-self within people. Mm -hmm. And the Antichrist philosophy, which is the philosophy of a satanic origin, is the philosophy that it is not in the people, it is in the heart of one being. Mm -hmm. See, like, the true principle that was actually delivered by Jesus, for example, was the oneness of God principle, but it was altered because a lot of evil factors got a hold of these principles and re-manipulated them. Mm -hmm. So what you have now is you have an entire planet that has been conned into thinking that one man is going to resurrect from I don't know where and pull us all out of this rut. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem logical. I think what it is is people don't really want the responsibility in their day-to-day life to assume spreading goodness and goodwill and, you know, connecting with each other. They'd rather give that authority to somebody else to take care of. You know what I mean? Well, also in Revelation, there's made a mention where this being, this Antichrist, that's going to be accepted as Jesus supposedly one day, is going to be shot 
and then recover from a near-mortal wound. And that in itself is proof to me that the Antichrist is a physical being, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the true Christ is non-physical. It is, in fact, the spirit that dwells within all of us, and that's what The Course in Miracles talks about. Okay, this is the thing that I'm leading to. You really love this topic, huh? Charlie, we love you. There's so many people who can't always call you, but just don't ever think that we aren't out there doing, trying to squeeze you into our day because we need it. Did you just have the chills today during this topic? Oh, great. You're we on. Just, what else? It's, um, what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is, you know how you said there's seven levels within each seven levels, the major seven? Right. Why are some people able to accept this? I mean, they get into it through probably circumstances. Somehow they get into metaphysicalness and they can accept these kind of alternate ideas about... Well, I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people throughout their past lives are guilty of being in the religious specter and of delivering false philosophies on this Messiah stuff. Uh So they have come back trying to overcome this karma, and once we do, that's when we finally rebirth into the Spirit and can understand the more oneness of God philosophies. Do you understand? You're dealing with lots of priests and rabbis and nuns and and people that were in the Middle Ages and the Crusades, millions and millions of souls that defended the return of Jesus or the return of the Lone Ranger or whatever. And so they misled the planet. Well, you think it's then that the people who can get into it now in this lifetime are seeing the flip side of previous lives? I was thinking that maybe it was a crude... Oh, yeah, I definitely, I was definitely... You'd come into this life and and have... Okay, I can't can't spend the whole show on this, but let me just close by saying that I definitely was involved in the Christ epic somehow. And part of my being here is to help turn that around and deliver what the truth was as far as I can see, not what was in the Bible or not what people believe it to be. And that goes along the lines of millions of people just like me that have come back of messengers of this new age to try to turn it all around which is the Piscean delusion. I got to go. I got a lot of callers, on. Okay, Far. Okay, Far, just one thing. You won't regret it. What? Do you think the parts of our brain that they say we don't use, the scientists say we don't access, do you think that's keeping any kind of connection to Kashic records or anything of, you know, metaphysical? Absolutely. Ab- it's almost a satanic trap. It was something that was devised thousands of years ago to restrict human intellect And it all has to do with taking the power out of the individual and restoring it outside of the individual. That's totally true. That's what I thought. Thanks, baby. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, Chris. Hi, Farley. Taurus Scorpio Rising. I'm sorry that call took a long time, but I thought it was important. Oh, heavy stuff. (laughs) What can we do for you? Um, Well, it's basically pretty easy. I just want to know if you can tell me about my north node. What degree and what sign? Zero Scorpio. What house? In the 12th house. Wow. Oh, man. Whoa, boy. That's major, major. That is like a total compassion or a total embracing of all of mankind. And it's a debt to really guide others into the light. Have you known a lot of sick people or dying people in your life? Not really. Okay. Have you known people that you've helped with their lives? I try and counsel people. Your mission in life is to save lives. The reason why you were born was to help save lives. North Node, in Scorpio in the 12th. So you have to sleep on that and think about it, okay? God, I have to change my career now. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks, Farley. Bye. Bye. Monica's calling back. Virgo, Gemini rising. Hi, Farley. So listen, I know it's moon wobble and relationships are bad, but just for my hobbies, could you tell me a profile of someone born April 2160? This is a man, right? Yeah. Okay, and my decision is... Hmm. This is real compatible on the one hand 
But if you get too intimate, too premature, without having a foundation of deep love, it could be very challenging. Good, I thought so. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, let's go to line number six. It's Pixie, the Libra, Pisces rising. Hi, Pix. Hi. How are you? Love your topic. Love your topic. <laughs> <laughs> All I need to know, really, is when does the rising change? Which rising? Um, when it changes. Yeah. It, it was uh, what was it, Virgo, and then it changed. Oh, uh, you mean the rising for the day? Yeah.、Uh, when does that change? Okay, look. At six to eight in the morning, every morning the sun rises, and whatever sign the sun is in is the rising sign. Every two hours, it changes another sign. Oh, okay. It takes twenty-four hours for all twelve signs of the zodiac to rise in the east. Okay. okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 Joan is a Virgo, Pisces rising. Hi, Joan. Hi. How are you, Farley? Excellent. How are you? Fine. Why don't you run for president? The world would be a better place. Maybe president of New Zealand, a nuclear-free country. You know. Here. Well, you know, there's a big monster that runs this country, and it's powerful.、Hi. And even though I'm powerful, my mortal body is vulnerable. And that monster is outside the control room. It's staring at me. I think Jim Dolce should be president. I want to have somebody with their finger on the button all the time. Used to be president. Everything would be great. Ah, that's cute. Thank you. Well, I just called it. I'm having a birthday on the ninth, and I'd like to get a general scan. And、uh, I've had a knot in my stomach in the last week, and is this heavy transit for me, or what's going on? Sounds like you need a major detox, huh? No, I don't drink. No, no, I'm not talking about alcoholic. I'm talking about just cleansing your system. And I don't know, is the knot in your stomach from nerves? Uh, I don't know what it is. It just all of a sudden it feels like transits are hitting me, or what? Well, you do have a Pisces moon, right? Yes. Hmm. Well, well, it's the Virgo transits, sure. Yeah, the Virgo planets are going oppose your Pisces moon, and they could be playing games with you emotionally for sure. But you're still showing a wonderful year. You know, this Mars and Virgo early is going to be trying to buy a whole bunch of planets. Great. So your health and your life should improve dramatically, including your love life. Believe it or not. Oh, that's what I need to hear. Okay, so visualize, kid. I will get at the、yeah. center of the universe and visualize someone joining you there. <laughs> trying to get to the center, I've been trying for years, and it's working. It's just I said this week everything's hitting. Is this can it be just one week that it happens, or it can happen at any time, at any place? Is there anything squared in there this week, or no? Your chart's not bad, Jones. You worry too much. You know that? Well, because I'm Virgo and I've got everything in the sixth house. Overcome it. You're God. Just overcome it. You know? I will. I'm,、oh. I'm really trying, and I love you. And I really wish you were running for president. Everybody would vote for you. Write me in on the ticket. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. I'm going to run on the Leo ticket. Leo the Lion. Okay. Okay. Let's go to our good friend, the Aries Libra Rising, Donna. And how are you, Donna? I'm fine. How are you? You had a good time today. I could hear you laughing during that topic and going, "Yeah, Farley, let him have it, Farley." <laughs> I heard you. I could hear it. You're going. First of all, I want to thank you for getting Anne's chart to her on her birthday. Oh, it's a miracle, isn't it? It was the light. <laughs> it was the yeah. It was the light. That's right, of course. Yeah. Oh, and going with the topic today, I'm reading a wonderful book now. It's called "You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought." I love it. And it's a book for people with any life-threatening illness, including life. I love that. Yeah, I thought you would. I want a copy. Okay. By John Roger and Peter McWilliams. Wonderful guys. Yes. Two amazing extraterrestrials. <laughs> exactly. Okay, what can we do for you? Okay, I've been. Oh, Donna, you are showing lots of. Oh man, you are showing more money than any chart I have seen in years. What are you into? Illegal drugs or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm glad, Donna. 
Okay, I'm, it looks like I'm going to have to make a, a major decision in November or December regarding my finances and my work. Oh, wow. And I want to know whether I should be working for myself or working for others. Oh, work for yourself. My gosh. You know. Take advantage of these trines. We are talking about big score, Donna. Not only are you having your Pluto trine Pluto, which rules money in your life, but you're having a Saturn trine Venus and a Uranus trine Venus. We're talking major, major bucks here. I better not give your name and phone number out over there. You'll get stockholders, you know. Okay, I guess I can afford to buy you a book then. Huh? Okay. I love you, Donna. Okay, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't that cute? She's so adorable. God bless that woman. Born 1929. I feel like she's my sister or something. Aura, Aura, a name like... Is that for real, Aura? Yes. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I'm serious. That was your birth name, Aura. That's my birth name. Okay, I believe it then. Okay. I was born in Romania. You were a Viking in Romania. That, no, I was born in Romania. Oh, you were born in Romania. Okay, that's very different. Never mind. Okay. All right. My question is, I read in a book called Initiation by Elizabeth Hyde, the time and the date and the configurations of the death will be the same as the configuration, the time and the date, I mean, the same configuration of stars at the uh, reincarnation time. Hmm. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm you mean kidding. she's saying... That as soon as you die, you're instantly reborn. No. That's, well, I never thought of it that way, but what she's saying... Well, isn't that what it means? I mean, if you have the same configuration, then it's got to be like a microsecond difference from one body to the next. Or you might have to wait until the next configuration, which is similar to the one at the time of death, will come up. Interesting. I've never heard that. I'll say this. The Hare Krishnas believe that. The Hare Krishnas do believe that at death, if you do have the karma, that you are instantly incarnated to the first available being, instantly, whoever's being born at that second. Yeah. So, you know, I've heard that and I've thought about it, but I can't comment on it because I can't validate it. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't believe it's true. I do believe that if spirit is powerful and it does have choice to review and reflect before deciding to come back to this planet. That's my opinion. I understand what you're saying, but my thought was that we might have to wait until the same configuration comes up, so that gives time. Or, or it's real tough to get any yeah. duplicate configuration of any planetary setup. They're all so different. Uh-huh. It's impossible to duplicate it. It never, ever comes back the same way again, ever. Uh-huh. So I don't know. That book might not be too accurate. It doesn't feel right. I don't know. In fact, it feels very bad. Maybe you should trash that book, or I don't know. Anyway, I got to go, okay? Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't know. You know, I, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm an opinionated guy. I don't like it. I love you all. Have a great weekend. We'll see you real soon. Weekdays on KFOX 93.5 FM at 12 noon. Have a nice day. Bye, everybody.